Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This week's message is Religion and the Divine Feminine, and was recorded on Sunday, May 8th, 2022. Well, today is a wonderful day. We are in this series, and I, I was saying to Mindy, I'm not sure what I was thinking doing all these in a row, because these take a lot of research, and I love the topics, so I'm, I'm happy to do it. But honestly, the hours that have gone into these, I hope it's translating. I hope it's interesting to you. I hope you're learning something, and I hope also you're able to apply some of what you're learning, right? Because none of us need more, not really more information, right? We're in the information age, and we seem... Uh, well, let's just say there's more to life than information. There's collaboration. There's integration. There's wisdom. And this is what we hope to get to today. Uh, today is on the topic of religion and the divine feminine. Now, I want you to kind of go way back with me to when I was about seven or eight years old. And uh, we belonged to Red Oak United Methodist Church. And that church did not open without the Andersons. My mother was the president of the board. My sister played the organ. My brother played piano. Another sister played violin. And I taught Sunday school and then later did the adult choir. So it, nothing happened at Red Oak without the Andersons. Now, having said that, when I was about seven or eight years old, mom and I were coming home. We lived right down this long, big hill. Uh, so the church was here, and we lived down here. So it's about a quarter mile from the church to home. And we got in my mom's old station wagon. And I said, Mom, I don't understand something. She said, What? I said, well, I've got my Bible. Every week in church, we talk about God the Father and Jesus the Son. I said, where's the mother? Seven or eight years old. 
She said, well, honey, if there's a father and a son, there's got to be a mother somewhere. <laughs> That's a true story. She said, I think we usually think, and my mom was a big studier of the Bible. She said, I think we usually think of, yes, somebody said it, the Holy Spirit as the female aspect of God. And I said, well, it sure gets left out. And she said, no argument there, honey, you're right. So I think what I was trying to do was kind of balance some equation in my mind, right? It's like, well, where is this energy of the divine feminine? And of course, I didn't have that word growing up in Red Oak. George, I'd never heard of the divine feminine, right? But, but the main, uh, you know, uh, the main awareness growing up in church, you have your Bible, it's God the Father, you know, and we really loved, you know, studying Jesus. And we learned that certainly that, um, you know, that Jesus praying to God as father was actually radical during that time. Right? Because before Jesus, you had to go to the temple to contact God. But as Jesus came along, he called God Abba, which means what? Daddy. Even more intimate daddy so having said that i said well i wonder what there is about the feminine in the bible that we could go a little bit deeper and understand and you know as early as genesis 1 the very first book of the bible and the second verse we already have a feminine aspect of god and i thought that would be interesting to know because in you know the old what we call the old testament which is the hebrew bible it um in, in all of Hebrew, it's gendered, which means every noun has what? Either a masculine or a what? A feminine, right. But when we think of God, you know what we do? We think of the Hollywood version. We think of this big old guy on a big throne with a long necklace with a gold G on it, don't we? He's got a long white beard to go with it, right? That's how we think of God. But in the olden times... In Hebrew, the word, there was more than one name for God. If you study anything about the Bible and you know anything about the four-source theory and the documentary hypothesis, if you do any of that reading, you know there's more than one name for God, but it just gets translated for us, God, usually. Right? And so in the first verse, when it says, in the beginning, God created, that's Elohim, which is masculine. But then in the second verse, when it says this wind passed over the waters, the actual word in Hebrew is ruach. Anything with A-H is feminine. And it is the wind. Right? It is the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is the Holy Spirit. So, so it's not absent from the Bible. But remember I said last week that, you know, scholars have actually said, you know, the reason common folks didn't get the Bible is because they didn't have the education to understand it. And I think we're still fighting that to try to learn more of what it really says because how it reads is different from what it really says in my research. And then it goes on to say in verse 26, 27, you know, God created, uh, well, first let me, let me go back to this. This is verse 126. It says, then God said, let us, now, did you hear that? Let us, now, who is the us? Okay, just hold that. Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over fish of the sea, birds of the air, cattle, 
wild animals, every creeping thing. Then it says, 27, so God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Yeah, yeah. Right, so for every masculine, there's a feminine. And so in our world today, um, we don't always think of that. But in fact, if you're a man, you have an inner female. If you're women, you have an inner masculine, right? In psychology, of course, that's the anima and the animus. If you want to go deep in that, I, well, I wasn't playing. Are we going into Jungian psychology now? All right, we're backing up. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about balancing the equation a little bit because knowing God as the feminine can be very healing. It can be very, very healing. It can be healing especially if your earthly mother was not the kindest mother. It can be very healing if you need comfort. If you need acceptance, this is the role of feminine. So let's look at that. Um, I, I have a quote I wanted to share with you. I thought it was great by Emily Torres about the divine feminine. It's long. You can follow along, which is why I put it up there. The divine feminine is the idea or spiritual concept that there exists a spiritual counterpart to the patriarchal and masculine worship structures that have long dominated organized religion. This divine feminine extends well beyond one belief system and can be used as a spiritual lens to balance our perspective. All right, so we're going to do just that. And I, I got in that, that was uh, author Emily Torres in there. So let's look at number one, religion in the feminine. So that was a long intro, so stay with me. Religion in the feminine. So there is a feminine, as I mentioned, in Christianity. There is a feminine in unity which, of course, I consider Christian. Not everyone does, but I consider unity Christian. And then finally, in other religions as well. So I love the study of world religions, and I find more sameness than different. As a matter of fact, say to your, say to your neighbor, we're more same than different. Say that. We're more same than different. That's terrible grammar, isn't it? We're more same than different. So, in, uh, in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus brings up the word wisdom. And I wanted to bring this up right away, because we've talked a little bit about Christianity, and, and I want to do Christianity and unity together, but Jesus talks about the word wisdom. Well, what's wisdom? Well, wisdom is Sophia. Wisdom is Sophia. This means the feminine nature of God. Jesus says, that wisdom is vindicated by her children. This is from the Gospel of Luke. I'm not making this up. In Greek, Sophia, that's Sophia's wisdom, right? So there's the feminine all through it, right? But it's kind of hidden. It's kind of hidden. So all we want to do today is bring it a little bit to the surface because, you know, in unity when we pray, how do we often pray? Mother, Father, God. That's what I loved about unity the first time I heard it. I, uh, growing up in the church so much with that, that kind of just, you know, father, son, well then I had a Cherokee grandmother who was teaching me about the earth and about oneness. Right? So it was like, well wait, I've got this over here and I've got this over here and then I walked into unity and somebody said, mother, father, God. I said, sign me up. 
Because I don't have to leave out any aspect of God. And of course we know God is both masculine and feminine and so much more. Right? We always see God in our image, not the other way around. <laughs> right? We always see God in our image. as we, And, and what I've learned, uh, uh, through, I took this course years ago at Unity Village where most of us grow up with this understanding of God that's based on our parents. Because what happens when we're little, they give us food, they give us what we need. Well, that's what we automatically think God is. Yeah, so, and then you go, whoa. I've maybe, I've been limiting God. So God is so much bigger than the masculine and the feminine, but most definitely includes. Yes, God is both masculine and feminine. And of course, in, in Unity, we, uh, Charles Fillmore, Unity's co-founder, would often say the, um, he would call it the motherhood principle or the mother principle or the holy mother which is love which is divine love I want to encourage you too if as I'm saying these things and you're saying that's not my mother we're going to move past that today because it might be time to get to forgiveness on that say to the person next to you it might be time to forgive which is also the feminine now, I'm telling you this as somebody who my mom and I were, uh-oh, like this. Now, she's an ama- she was an amazing woman, but she did my Girl Scouts. She took me to church, all those wonderful things. But you know what? I was not protected, so I didn't feel loved. So we all have our stories. I was not protected. We did things. Well, you know, you got nine kids. It's hard to be everywhere. As I've grown, as I've become a mother, my perspective of mama has shifted a little bit. Thank goodness I have these teachings to help me move past childhood hurts. Years ago, my mom had a moment of forgiveness. And it was right after that that she got Alzheimer's. It's interesting, isn't it, that we were able to have that. And even though growing up, she did not say, I love you. She did not. After that forgiveness moment, I said to her, Mom, why didn't you? Why didn't you say I love you? She said, you told me not to. I said, well, that was dumb. (laughs) But we had our forgiveness. I said, Mom, I'm sure there's things I did that, you have to you need to forgive me for please forgive me she said it's already done and then she said but i'm sure there's things you have to forgive me for i said already done so in her alzheimer's when i saw her 25 30 times in an hour i love you kiss yeah In Alzheimer's now, advanced Alzheimer's, I love you, kiss. She didn't always know who I was, but I love you, kiss. Yeah, but her soul knew, right? 
Her soul knew. So if you haven't gotten that point yet, if you haven't gone to that forgiveness step yet, even if the person you have to forgive is yourself, please do it. Because that is the mother energy. That is, look how God forgives us. Automatically, we're already forgiven. We're already forgiven. I want you to just touch the person next to you and say, you're already forgiven. Already forgiven. So, as we look at the Bible, you know, for examples of the feminine, the truth is, you have to look so hard there aren't many there. Because either, in the Bible, it's uh, we either have the mother of Jesus, right, who was pure and holy, we're told. And then we have Mary Magdalene, who we're told, right, was a harlot. So for women trying to find their place in that, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We say, well, okay. So, but what if we look deeper in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, there are a couple, you know, there are a couple Old Testament books. There's Ruth and Esther. So there are some stories in there, but you've got to look. So I think um, all of us are still learning how to, uh, we're still learning how to bring in this divine feminine in and through our lives because we haven't had a lot of role models. All of us. All of us. Right? We know toxic masculinity isn't for anyone, and I love them. I think men should get to be men. I, 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 I'm all about it. But we've got to balance it with our feminine, too. There's nothing more powerful than a strong man who can cry. I'm going to tell you. There's nothing more attractive than that. Right? So we're seeking to how do we balance all of, how do we balance all of this? But in, in the Gospel of Ruth, what we know is Ruth, who married a Boaz, she ended up by trusting God and trusting that guidance, she became part of the lineage of Christ. So we see that there are some examples for us. But what matters most to me about all of this topic is that God can be my mother. God can be my protector and the one that loves. God can be my acceptance. God can be the one who loves me if no one else does. God is the one I can go to and tell my secrets. God is the one I can go to and bear my heart and soul and will still love me at the end. God, That's God for me. That's God for me. And as I've studied world religions, what I've noticed is that Christianity is really the only religion that doesn't talk about God in the feminine on a regular basis. In Catholicism, yes, it is Mother Mary, but in most of Christianity, we don't get a feminine divine. And so as I studied, you know, the Eastern religions, Hinduism and Buddhism, there's feminine in all those religions. Egyptian spirituality, there's Isis, right? There's strong women figures. And sometimes as women, we need to see that. We need to know we can be fully feminine and fully divine and fully human. Right? That that's a part of who we are. And men, for you too. There's more for you than what the world tells you about who you are. So for me, this topic is important just to keep it in my awareness. 
because most of us know God as the punisher. Most of us think of God as if we do something wrong, I got to avoid that lightning bolt. But Jesus brought a different kind of God, right? Jesus brought a different kind of God. Jesus brought love for the world. I am the way. I am truth. I am life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's on it. She is, yeah, she gets it. So when you need holding, when you need comforting, when you need accepting, that's Mother God. That's Mother God. That's the love of God. As you serve, you know, I think of so many people who show up early here on Sunday, those who are serving. That's the mother energy. That's the mother energy. Those who are ministering, that's the mother energy. The divine masculine is knowledge, is power, is authority. All those things are great, too. We've got to have both. We've got to have both. I can't wait till Father's Day. I'm going to give you something real good, guys. Don't worry. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Right. So the divine is mother. I want to really encourage you to think about, pray about, be with, you know, kind of hold space around. Am I allowing this space in my own heart for God as mother? Am I allowing a space in my life and in my world, in my relationships, for God as mother? Because when we feel like we have to do it all ourselves, we end up just acting from the ego. And we want to be from the heart, from the soul. This is the feminine nature of God. That is loving, that is accepting, that is healing, that has time. That's the feminine nature of God. God as mother. I learned that as I did my forgiveness pieces, God could truly be mother. And my mom, I could see her. As what? A person doing the best she could. I could see her all of her trying and all of her dedication to her work. And I could just love her in that. That was the best she could do. And a lot of it was awful good. So God as mother, I could just let her be mom. Because there's no earthly mother that's going to be all that. Can't, not possible. Not possible. God is all. God is all that. God is forgiveness. God is love. God is like just pulling you in. That's God. Comfort her. As Jesus was leaving planet earth right right after his resurrection, he said, I'm going to leave for you a comforter. I'm going to leave that with you. That's the divine mother, the divine mother of God. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. 
This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.